0: to buy or boycott, with Allison and Bridget.
1: We're two friends who met doing celebrity dressing and PR at a hot youth design house in New York City. It's one that you've definitely heard of. We bonded over a commitment to community and interest in politics, like a decade before that was all anyone would talk about. Allison stayed in the industry for the next 10 years. I left and pursued a career in nonprofits and startups. Now we live on opposite coasts, but we're constantly texting each other about the latest headline opportunity to do some social good or recommendations from everything from where we want to eat what we want to eat to maybe just like our favorite stationery store that we found around the corner we strive to be informed consumers and citizens who think about our purchases as opportunities to vote with our dollars and our actions as opportunities to create better communities
0: the line between activism and consumerism is getting thinner and you can't hop on every bandwagon that you see come across your instagram feed not the newest handbag or latest call to delete every trace of yourself on the internet and never get in an Uber again.
1: The goal of this podcast is to help you make conscious consumption decisions. If you're debating a purchase or want to t- discuss how the latest headline is affecting your views about a company's product or service, those are definitely conversations that we want to be a part of. So send us an email at to buy or boycott at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at tobuyorboycott. or boycott. It's the holiday season. Yeah, yeah, it's about family and tradition, but it's really about finding the perfect gift for the people who mean the most and have helped you the most this year. Before we dive into the companies and products that we love, is there anything that you're boycotting this year as you shop for gifts?
0: Well, no boycotts, but I am trying to avoid gifts from Amazon. It just seems boring and a little too easy. Yeah. Um, and a little too impersonal when the holidays are such a nice time to focus on kind of what my purchases are reflecting (laughs) to others. So I like to try to support small and local companies whenever possible.
1: Yeah, I'm totally with you. Um, But I will say that a few items on my list the only place that I can find them is Amazon. So for example, I love gifting my foodie friends this like beautifully packaged and delicious sardines from Jose's, but the only place that I can find them is on Amazon. So it's like a very specific idea and it definitely comes from a local place, but you know, the purchase ends up coming from, from Amazon. What can you do?
0: Same. I, I mean I, I admit that I've made a number of purchases from Amazon and Macy's and, and the big guys this year just because I thought thoughtful, but then to execute it at the best value, the price and perception kind of apex that often comes from from shopping big.
1: Okay, so let's just say that we're going to take a stand stand and encourage our listeners to boycott Amazon gift cards. It's a little too impersonal, and I think, especially after listening to this episode, that you'll feel that you can do a lot better.
0: Agreed. So let's get down to it. What's your approach to holiday gifting?
1: Okay, so throughout the year, I feel like I'm always kind of passively looking for things that I think my close friends and family would like. But once I find that perfect gift, I really just cannot wait until the holidays or a birthday to give it. And so I'm more likely to just give you a present on a random Tuesday. Um, I think it keeps things interesting, but it definitely means that when the holidays roll around, I keep my list pretty tight. So I start by writing down a list of everyone that I absolutely have to buy a gift for. And then I create this kind of second list of people who I'll passively shop for as I'm doing my holiday shopping. But if I don't find the perfect gift, then I'll just send them like a nice card um, or kind of do something, make plans to go out to dinner with them, and then hit them up with the perfect gift later this year, probably on a random Tuesday. So a few things that I've come across and I'm really excited about. We've got to give a gift for Adam's niece and nephew They're I think they're like five and seven. So pretty young. And I re- really want to find a balance between fun and educational. And I also am really big on kind of avoiding gender stereotypes. So this year I discovered this company, it's online. It's called I See Me, so iceme.com, and it personalizes children's books with photos of each of the kids as the main character. And I think this is, like, just this really cool idea. The the books are clever. You can kind of pick whichever one is a theme or a story that resonates with you. They have one that is a boy and a girl superheroes. So I think those are the ones that we're going to go with. And then you send them a picture of the kid and they upload it and add them so that this, the kid is actually like the hero of the story. And it just feels like this really cool way to encourage them to read and to kind of spark their imagination.
0: And is that a printed book or a yeah.
1: digital? Book? No, it's a printed book, like physical thing. Yeah. And
0: two weeks out from Christmas, you can still buy
1: that and it'll, they'll turn it around? I think so. So I have to check on whether, but they are running a 30% off discount right now. So I would believe that that's still, you know, applicable for the holidays, and hopefully it would come without having to pay a crazy amount for shipping by by Christmas.
0: That's very cool. Yeah.
1: So we're excited about that. And then for friends and family, I tend to gravitate more towards experiences. So things like cooking classes or a ski lesson or maybe tickets for a show that's coming on. I tend to prefer these gifts because they feel a little bit more unique and personalized. Um, they encourage social connections, and it's just a great way to support local businesses. The added bonus is that sometimes I can get myself a ticket too and kind of insert myself into the, (laughs) and also I think there's a lot to be said for just like the excitement and anticipation of a gift like that, because it kind of grows and you kind of get the opportunity to think about when you're going to use it. So you get all of this kind of added benefit even before the gift is then used. And then you can, you know, go out to dinner or have an excuse to like text the person later to hear how, how things went. So I, I love, I love those kinds of things, but You can't always. It doesn't always work out either. You can't find the perfect experimental gift, or the perfect experimental gift is way too expensive. Um, So in those cases, I have a few companies that I love to to share with our listeners. It's called Janji. It's J A N J I I. They're this really rad apparel company out of Massachusetts. They design clothes that are inspired by patterns and prints that they discover on these run trips, which you can also, like, go with them on. They're crazy expensive, but um, but a really cool way to kind of see a part of the world and, and run and connect with other runners worldwide. So they make, you know, kind of imagine, like, a really, like, well-made sports bra with, like, a print inspired by, like, Bolivia. Cool. And in addition to that... They give 5% of every purchase to support clean water projects in the places where they travel. So that feels like it kind of hits on all of the things that I love. It's like running, cool design, and it gives it gives a little bit back. Um, so that's a winner for the run friends or just active people. You know, everybody needs a good sports bra. Um, and then for coffee lovers, um, I love this company called Linden and True. Um, it was founded by actually the woman who won the Boston Marathon. She's an amazing runner, so there's kind of a a way to insert something that I love into something that a lot of people love, coffee, who doesn't love coffee. I'm a big fan for guys who like love sneakers or who love the kind of, to show off their ankles, the the no-show sock look. I love Mac Weldon's no-show socks. They're like absolutely the best. They don't show, but they stay up. Uh, no bunching, all that good stuff. Um, And then, as I mentioned, I love for foodies, those Jose Gourmet.
0: I am hungry. I am now in need of a new sports bra. I wanna go on a super (laughs) expensive running trip. None of this was planned on my list. So I pretty much similarly make two lists. Um, I have like a family and or big gifts category Mm -hmm. and then friends and novelty gifts. And then I create a theme for the overall season um, and try to purchase accordingly. So, you know, two years ago, it was a detox retox and I was giving (laughs) out bottles of my favorite wine, some homemade cookies, um, but then a a super um, detoxing bath salt Mm. that I had used and and really enjoyed. I love that. I love Um, that idea. Yeah. Like lots of little kind of fun and uh, to your point, experiential things. Yeah. Um, I try to avoid necessities. Um, I love the idea of the socks and that seems kind of anti me, but (laughs) I grew up getting kind of like the sweater that you knew you needed and was always a little bummed out when I opened and saw something that I I needed. Mm -hmm. So now I always try to find something that people wouldn't necessarily buy themselves and feels a little bit special and indulgent. So for friends, I really go for perceived value um, and items that are trend setting and have a little bit of whimsy. And for family, I really focus on the thoughtfulness. It's it's nice that you're able to do that for everyone on your list, but for my family, I really try to pick up on a strain of a conversation or an inside joke that um, happened during the year and immortalize that. And also really buy something that aligns closely with my values that the giving of the gift makes a direct statement about, you know, something that I know they know that I believe it. So um, this year I'm going for a wellness and sustainability focus. So that's very broad. For example, I'm giving green juice gummies from Press Juicery, which come in a mini juice Bottle, But they're all, you know, traditional like Haribo looking gummy bears. And that's just like a fun way to get, you know, nutrients for people who maybe are a little older and who aren't as like healthful as everybody in our generation is.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And then I'm getting. Jade skin rollers, because skincare is something that's very important to me. Those are a very kind of like new and buzzy item that I don't think a lot of people would purchase for themselves. And it's a fun kind of self-care ritual. But at the same time, it would make an excellent re-gift if people <laughs> decide that that's not really something that's for them. Um I've been reading about, and then when I looked into this company, four days, F O R D A Y S, they have um, a T-shirt subscription program where you can buy a T-shirt and then send it back in to get refreshed, however often you'd like. And so they have gift cards where somebody can buy a T-shirt and then get one refresh on you.
1: That's so but cool. I think that
0: that's just such a great yeah. zero waste and sustainable way to look at clothing and basics. Um, And I was very excited when I saw that the reviews of the product were that it, you know, that the fit was spot on, that the kind of heft and quality of the shirts are really high. We'll have to see as the shirts go through the recycling process more and more, you know, right. are they maintaining quality? But I think for right now, being an early adopter is not only cool for me, but for the people that I gifted to, I definitely can see this, um, you know, spurring conversations with some of their friends. Totally. Um, my kind of piece de resistance <laughs> is um, I got my boyfriend a chic toolkit, which seems like an oxymoron, but we just moved and he's been kind of accumulating I'm gonna call it a list of household chores. I can't say that he's accumulated the tools to do them yet, but (laughs) we have a lot of chores to do. And he keeps mentioning that he needs a toolbox, but that's just like, you know, something that's on the eventual Amazon list. And I found a very high design toolbox and um, was probably more than the average toolbox, but that's kind of the essence of gifting is getting something for somebody that they wouldn't get for themselves. Totally, yeah. And also a Skyline chess set, uh, the New York City Skyline chess set from MoMA. Um, he was a childhood chess fiend. He's a creative director, very into design. And as I mentioned, we just moved into this apartment that has Skyline views. So it's a nice way to kind of incorporate Things that I know about him and his past, things that are happening to us presently, and also something that we'll be able to use in the future together. Um, so, in my mind, that's a perfect gift. Yeah, that is. I love that.
1: So thoughtful. He's gonna love that.
0: Now, I did mention the jade roller, which I know that you're skeptical of.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <This> <laughs> feels very like goopy to me, and I wasn't really sure if I if I bought into the the jade rolling.
0: Craze. Well. You know, the the Korean skincare and this kind of multi-step skincare process is potentially goopy and can be um, easily refuted by a good dermatologist, but it's also just a nice form of self-care. Yeah. If you put this jade roller in the freezer and then you take it out and you roll your serum upwards along your jawline. It feels great, even if it doesn't have any of the purported health benefits that it says that it does. Like you know, making sure that your face is less puffy and improving circulation in your skin, so that you reduce you know scarring, uh, like inflammation and red marks, as well as dark circles under your eyes. I think if it just feels good, then it's doing the job. But taking that into consideration, you could easily spend forty-five dollars and actually buy the one from goop um, (laughs) which as a gift comes with its own connotations to your point yes so I decided that since it was a stocking stuffer and I didn't really know if any of the people that I was buying it for would use it and I was buying five of them the price was important so I bought the $27 version from Macy's during Black Friday And paid about twenty one dollar after discounts and Ebates. Wait, what is an Ebate? Oh my goodness, you don't know what Ebates is. (laughs) Okay, so learn me is for people who shop online. Rather than, I mean, essentially, and they won't say this to you, the commission that a store would give to a sales associate, Mm -hmm. it gives you back between one and ten percent. On everything you purchase. Smaller companies don't participate. So four days. I didn't get any Mm -hmm. discount. But everything that I bought from Macy's. Things that I bought from MoMA. All gave me cash back through uh, PayPal. Direct that I can get way
1: to maximize you know your holiday shopping dollars. Wow. So like you just sign up through ebates and then you check every purchase to see if it qualifies. Yes. And if you have Google
0: Chrome, there's an extension and so it'll automatically pop up when you go to a website. So for instance, West Elm has a varying level of ebates every day. So like some days it's 2%, but then some days it's 8% back. Wow. So it's a way to incentivize like truly savvy online shoppers to spend on particular days.
1: That is so clever.
0: I did not know about that. I will send you the link and we can put it in the show notes. And it is a unique link and I'll get $25. And for you recommend they get 20, you get $25 and they get $25. And this is not a paid promotion. It is just truly, it it's leaving money on the table if you don't have eBay.
1: Yeah, that sounds amazing. Cool.
0: I also need to buy a baby gift. And I bought the baby a dress last year. And I don't think that my style translates to a modern baby <laughs> or at least to those parents. Okay. So I'm thinking a small stuffed animal this year. Yeah. So her parents are traveling for the next six months, potential future guest podcast from a family travel expert. But I don't know what you buy a baby that isn't a burden on the parents. Yeah. So I'm still really stuck. And that idea of a book is a great one, but I'd want it to be digital. Something Mm. that they can take with them and kind of have forever, but wouldn't need to be um, an added burden to their their lot. So I'm going to look into... I see me and see if they have any kind of digital products. That's a really good idea.
1: Yeah. I bet, I bet they do. I bet there's another company that does if, if I see me doesn't, um, cause that, that idea obviously translates so well to just being digital or even like Kindle friendly. Etsy. Yeah. I'm sure you can find somebody on Etsy. Who will <laughs> totally. Do, uh, custom comic book or custom book for you. Exactly. Yeah, that's great. Well, I think that you're definitely more methodical about your gift giving approach than I am. I love the idea of creating a theme and kind of inserting that into your approach to buying gifts. But I think the one thing that we both have in common is thinking about gifts as this opportunity to strengthen the bond between the giver and the recipient.
0: Absolutely. I think of us as kind of the YouTube hall meets the New York Times Magazine, meets the girl that you'd go to to ask, what should I buy my mom's best friend's son for a housewarming gift? And stationery or booze is a great idea.
1: <laughs> Join us next week when we'll debate whether to boycott ride sharing. With New Year's Eve right around the corner, we find ourselves reaching for our phones, wondering which app we should use to get us from one party to the next. If you're not using Uber, what are your alternatives really? Please don't forget to send us a suggestion of products or companies you'd like for us to review on Twitter at to buy or, boycott or at to buy or boycott at gmail.com. Bye. Or boycott.